are back. Welcome to the Thanksgiving episode, part two. Yes, we didn't want to keep you for two hours on one episode, but we had lots to say, so. Yes. So if you didn't have time, you know, to listen to both at one time, then, you know, split it up and listen to it at two different times. Um, But yeah, hopefully your guys' Thanksgiving was good. Um, It has not happened for us yet, so hopefully ours is good too. And uh, if Paul didn't bring you down, let's uh, see with Crystal if she can uh, really push it over the edge. Yeah, yeah. Um, hopefully your guys' Thanksgiving was better than um, Omama Nelson and her husband's. <laughs> so, yeah, this is a story of Omama Nelson. Uh, so, she was born and raised in Egypt, and she immigrated to the United States in 1986. She moved to California because she wanted to, like, live the lifestyle of Southern California girl. Um, it was, like, very exciting for her. Um, I wish we all could be California girls. I know. Ugh. Could you imagine? This weather now compared to that. <laughs> I wish. So she met her husband, William E. or Bill Nelson, um, who was a 56-year-old pilot. Oh! <gasps> Another pilot. Your episode had a pilot, too. Oh, my God. Ding, ding, ding. Another theme. We always find themes between our two stories. Again, we did these separately researched, not together. Yes. There's always some sort of connection between the stories. I'm telling you, this is why you're a soulmate. I know. Exactly. So, yeah, he was a pilot, uh, but he was also a convicted marijuana drug smuggler um, in October of 1991 after Omama moved to California when she was 23 um, they met in a bar playing pool and within weeks they were married now Omama later on claims that during the couple's month-long union she suffered sexual abuse by her husband Omama claimed that on November 28th which was Thanksgiving of the year 1991 Bill had sexually assaulted her in their Costa Mesa, California apartment. So in response to this, Omema stabbed Bill with scissors, then begun beating him with a clothes iron. That'll get the job done. <laughs> now, they were only together for four weeks at this point. So I wasn't sure if this was like the first time that he had sexually assaulted her or if he had been doing it in the weeks leading up to this event. So I kind of looked into it a little bit and I found that Omama Omama excuse me claimed that her husband beat and raped her regularly and said she killed him after a particularly brutal assault and Omama says it was only after they got married that her husband showed a violent side which that's horrifying to me like to like that, like, scares me to get married. Like, if they're, like, fine, and then you get married, and then they start, like, beating and abusing you. Once the ink is dried on that paper, all bets are off. Yeah, like, what the <laughs> heck? <laughs> um, so right before this happened on Thanksgiving, Omama and her husband, William, took a trip to several states, including Texas and Oklahoma. On their way back to California, um, Omama claimed that her husband abused her and threw her cat out of the window of their car. (laughs) That's vile to me. I'm sorry. That's 
horrible. What did the cat do to you, sir? I mean, or her. What did she do to you at that point? But still. I like to say that the animal in my story didn't get harmed. Yeah. So, so far, Lowe's story is superior <laughs> to mine because no animal was hurt in the making of the story. <laughs> but yeah, Nelson claimed uh, that William had also handcuffed her to chairs and just constantly sexually abused her. She said the night of the murder, he was trying to strangle her uh, when she hit him with a lamp, ended up grabbing scissors, stabbing him, and killed him and, like, beat him with the clothes iron. Uh, but after killing him, she she didn't stop there. She didn't just, like, kill him and then, you know, that was it. Uh, she was real pissed. She began dismembering his body. Um, and then, get this, she cooked his head and boiled his hands to remove his fingerprints. I mean, I guess she was proactive in the <laughs> trying to hide his identity for wherever she was going to stash the body. Uh, but then, still a step further, she then mixed up his body parts with leftover Thanksgiving turkey and disposed uh, the rest of him in the garbage disposal. Um, and neighbors even claim that they heard the disposal unit running for hours. Um, and it would, it was after the time of Bill's death. So kind of lined up. <laughs> so yeah, she was hungry how loud too. How garbage disposal? Yeah, I know. How did their neighbors hear? I guess maybe if it was running for a really long time, maybe they started to notice like, what is that I mean, noise? I guess to California, the windows might've been open. Yeah. yeah. And they lived in an apartment. So Maybe depending on the setup, if it was back-to-back okay, back with a wall. I'm just thinking. We've told stories where people can't even hear gunshots, but these people can hear a garbage, a garbage disposal. Yeah, seriously. Um, yeah, so she... I I don't know. To me, like, I get... Not that I, I get it. Like, I would never kill anybody. But she killed him because he was abusing her, and, you know, she can claim self-defense or whatever but to um then you know not just call the police and be like oh my gosh i i killed my husband because he was like attacking me you know whatever yeah she just decides to dismember him and then eat him yeah that's kind of like why didn't she just claim self-defense right i mean i don't know if she had on record of abuse in the past i don't think so because they were only together for like not long at all. Um, yeah, so she reportedly castrated him in revenge for his alleged sexual assaults. And she told her psychiatrist that she had cooked her husband's ribs in barbecue sauce and eaten them. Later, however, she does deny this claim. And I don't know why she would, like, say that she did that if she didn't. I mean, that's, like, very specific to tell someone that you, like, cooked his ribs and ate them with barbecue sauce. Um, I think maybe she was just embarrassed after the fact and like was backtracking, trying to be like, no, I didn't do that. I didn't do that. But like, I think she did because why would she just tell her psychiatrist that? I don't know. That doesn't make sense to me. 
But Omama was arrested on a suspicion of murder charge on December 2nd, 1991, and her trial began almost exactly one year later on December 1st of 1992. Uh, She was caught and arrested after she stuffed some of her husband's body parts into garbage bags, and she, I guess, offered a friend $75,000 to help her dispose of it. Um, The friend was like, um... No, thank you very much, but I'm actually going to uh, leave now. And then they probably drove straight to the police station was like, oh, listen to this. So you did the dirty work. You ate it. You put it. The hard part's done. All you have left is in the garbage bags is just to go and get rid of the garbage bags. Right. That's why I'm like, I don't understand. Like, is it too late to change this? episode to stupid criminals seriously world's world's dumbest criminals like i mean was i don't know how big of a guy he was but like she ate some of him she mixed some of him she boiled the skin off all the meat and yeah mixed it with turkey put some in garbage disposal i mean i guess i guess a body is big like so there were probably parts left over to just, like, get rid Bones. of. Yeah. But, like, why bring someone else in? That's stupid. And if that's the case, multiple bags, do just multiple trips over a few days. Yeah. Not that I plan this stuff for plot. No, no, no. Thing, but I'm just saying in her situation, if she's already in it this much, like, the cleanup is done. Like, in the middle of the night, put it in your trunk and... Do a couple of trips throughout the week and... Exactly. Or something. I don't know, but... Right. To bring... It's just stupid to me to bring... To bring... Yeah. We're drinking mimosas still, by the way, because we're filming this on the same day. If you listen to our last episode, we made mimosas because it is a little bit earlier than we normally record. It's five o'clock somewhere. Yeah, exactly. And we love mimosas, so we're happy. As husband text... uh, Almost noon. <laughs> Mimosas are made for like early for morning. That's made of the orange juice. Exactly, the orange juice makes it a morning drink. So he doesn't. We're justifying it for ourselves. But yeah, I don't know. Stupid on her part. That's how she ultimately got caught. I mean, I'm sure she would have gotten caught anyways in the long run. But yeah, to offer some friend seventy five thousand dollars. Uh, yeah, it doesn't make much sense. But during the trial, it was actually revealed that um, as a child living in Cairo, I'm so sorry, in, in Egypt, I'm sorry I if I pronounce Cairo. it. Cairo. Actually, yeah, that sounds, that sounds right. It is. <laughs> um, but yeah, when she was there, she had undergone female genitalia mutilation. Ooh. Which is a procedure performed on a woman or girl to alter or injure her genitalia for non-medical reasons. It most often involves the partial or total removal of her external genitalia. And it's just a huge violation of girls and women's, like, I mean, just their fundamental human rights. And it's, it's sadly performed in many countries and is actually considered a social norm, like, rooted in gender inequality where violence against girls and women is socially acceptable in some of these places, um, which is heartbreaking that people, disgusting, heartbreaking, yeah, that these women even have to, like, go through this. 
Um, the reasons behind the practice vary. In some cases, it is seen as a rite of passage into womanhood, while others see it as a way to suppress a woman's sexuality. Um, many communities practice genital mutilation in the belief that it will ensure a girl's future marriage or family honor. Ugh, that makes me sick. Uh, some associate it with religious beliefs, although no religious scriptures require it. Um, yeah, so basically it's just all kinds of fucked up. And sadly, she did go through that as a child. Um, so since she had this procedure, it made sex very traumatic and painful for her, um, which then obviously was only increased by the assaults that she had allegedly sustained during her marriage. Um... Which, again, you know, not to, like, justify murder at all. But it, it could make more sense as to why she was driven to murder him. Um, just being in physical pain and the trauma of going through that as a child. And then also to be constantly abused by this man. I mean, you know, it, the, the pot was boiling, so I... I I get it. I'm not saying I'm not saying it's right or that you no, should do it. No, it reminds me a lot of the Lorena Bobbitt story. Right? But I feel like Lorena Bobbitt just took his penis. <laughs> like Yeah. She didn't kill him and she did go to the police and ask for help or whatever, turn herself in. Mm -hmm. Like and I believe it was self defense. And again, she was another one that we did. Um that hit the boiling point but this one i can see the boiling point i could see how she would have snapped but i feel like the cleanup order the eating them cooking them this is where it went too far and looks more pre-planned on her end yeah versus just okay like you said i stabbed him with scissors now i'll call 911 exactly that's where it's like it goes past the line of like self-defense not saying it wasn't self-defense in the moment, but she took it way too far yeah. afterwards. I, that's what I'm saying. Like It kind of reminds me she would have been almost like a Lorena Bobbitt where you, she probably could have had some sympathy of what she's going through, but because of the way she did it, right? she's not going to get the sympathy votes she probably deserves. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a psychologist even testified that she suffered from post-traumatic stress disorder um and said she was psychotic uh now yeah to go on the other side of things to look from like the other side's viewpoint so like prosecutors i guess um they said prior to marrying william um omama traded on her sexuality for rent and cars from a long overlapping line of men most of them being older um and Orange County Senior Deputy District Attorney Randy Pulowski, um, an original prosecutor in the case, took the unusual step of personally attending the hearing at the Central California Women's Facility in Chowchilla. And he said Nelson had a pattern of using sex as a con game and that her games grew increasingly violent over the years. Prosecutors claimed that she was probably planning to rob him they said she enlisted the help of two ex-boyfriends to remove her husband's teeth so his remains could not be identified. So she reached Ooh. out to multiple people 
Like, it's getting worse and worse looking for her. Yeah, absolutely. So, obviously, she's not as clean cut as I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like, when you first hear it, you have those thoughts of, okay, well, you know, he was abusing her, and it was traumatic, and she was just defending herself. But when you get deeper into the details, it's like, okay, was that, that I don't know that that's what it was. In court, Omama says, if I didn't defend my life, I would have been dead. I'm sorry it happened, but I'm glad I lived. She said, I'm sorry I dismembered him. Um, the honeymoon en- ended as dramatically as any in American history, Pulowski said in court. And in the trial, a psychiatrist testified that Nelson said she put on red shoes, a red hat, and red lipstick before chopping up and cooking her husband's body. So it's just getting more and more like, girl... She said she prepared his ribs like in a restaurant and said out loud, it's so sweet. <laughs> so like, oh my God, it's just getting worse and worse for her. She like literally dolled up for this, like, like it was an event or something like chopping up his body and cooking. It was like a elegant event for her or something. Um, at the parole hearing, Omama shook her head uh like hearing this and had this like grimace look on her face and she like i kind of said earlier she denied eating her husband she says i swear to god i did not eat any part of him i am not a monster so commissioner cynthia fritz then asked her what was your purpose in cooking him and omama declined to answer that question so you know, not super convinced that she didn't eat him, especially because she wouldn't even answer a very straightforward question like that. Like, she's not making it look good for herself. I mean, she's not feeding it to the cat, because, well, we know what happened there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't know if the cat lived or died, actually, when he threw it out the window. I don't know if she knew, if she just lost it, um... But hopefully the cat is living a better life today. I can just imagine watching someone chuck a cat out a window. I would start crying and I would go in after the cat and give it the life it deserves. Because <laughs> that's horrible. Well, hopefully it landed on all fours. They say cats usually land on all fours. That's true. So here's the hoping. Cheer- this episode is dedicated to our mama's cat, okay? <laughs> I'm dedicating it to them. So, yeah, Omama ended up being convicted of second-degree murder on January 12, 1993. She was sentenced to 27 years to life in prison. Omama first became eligible for parole in 2006, but was denied when commissioners found her unpredictable and a serious threat to public safety. Um, Omama says she is a changed woman, adding, I am not a monster, yet the victim's daughter and an original prosecutor in the 1991 killings, um, they speak against the release. So, so her daughter didn't want her release? Yeah. Well, it's, it was her stepdaughter. So oh, like, yeah, the victims. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so. Which I don't think they even really had much of a relationship at all. They were kind of close in age and they weren't married for very long. Um. But yeah, during her parole trial, she said she was not the person she was 20 years ago, a woman who refused to let go of any pain anyone had ever caused her. She said she had looked for love in all the wrong places, but now I value my integrity and my journey. I have a strong desire to help others. 
she told the board that she was grateful for the grace of God and her family, and if released, she would return to live with her mother um, back in Egypt. Um, and as evidence of change, uh, she cited visits that she shared with her um, deceased latest husband. Uh, so she got married again. Um, it was to a man in his 70s, and she married him while she was in prison. Which still, those always, those relationships always confuse me. Um, but yeah, she used that as her, like, reason that she changed for the better. <laughs> she said, we had three-day conjugal visits. Uh, there were knives in the kitchen. He never felt threatened or endangered in any way. I love him so much. I feel like that's not much of a, like, thing to be <laughs> like, I changed. Like, you're in, you're in prison. I don't think you're gonna probably stab the guy and you're not with him for very long. Like, I don't know. See, I can have sex next to knives. Everybody's okay. <laughs> right. They'll be safe, I promise. Now, the last person to speak before deliberation was William Nelson's 35-year-old daughter, Margaret. It took her several moments to compose herself uh, before she could read a written statement about not having her father at her wedding or being able to introduce him to her eight-week-old daughter. She revealed that her father had invited her to that exact Thanksgiving dinner to meet his new wife. Okay, so yeah, they didn't even meet. I forgot about that. She had angrily refused, but she said she had remained kind and patient. Margaret Nelson said the reason she was at the hearing was to return some human dignity to the man who was my father. Mm -hmm. I know. Abandoning her written notes, um, she you know, tearfully, like, looked up, um, at the board, which was just two people, um, and she said, I don't know the adequate punishment for a murderer who doesn't even leave a family a body to mourn over, but I do know you don't let her out, she said. Uh, so yeah, needless to say, um, after all, all that, Omama was denied in the parole hearing. Um, now she became eligible again in 2011, but, she was denied by the parole board again because uh, they cited that she had not taken responsibility for the murder and would not be a productive citizen if she were freed. The district attorney's office said Nelson has failed to complete any educational or vocational classes while incarcerated and has failed to abide by prison rules. Uh, Pulowski said Nelson should remain behind bars and is still a threat to public safety. According to the Associated Press, uh, attorney Terrence Scott, who represented Omama Nelson in the 2006 appeal, said the reason she chopped her husband's body into parts was so that she could meet him in the afterlife. And I guess that's like an Egyptian myth. Um... They, like claims that that will happen. I don't know how true that is. I didn't look into this myth, but I guess he's saying that in Egypt there's a myth that if you chop the body up, then you'll meet them in the afterlife. Um, but I feel like why would she want to meet him in the afterlife if she just killed him? Like I don't buy that. Yeah, I uh, I don't like you in this life. I'm probably not going to like you in the next. Right. I I don't understand why she would want to meet with him if she, like, intentionally just killed him. Um, 
It is certainly one of the most gruesome crimes ever committed in Orange County, and sometimes people need reminding of that, Pulowski told the Los Angeles Times. Um, Now, Thomas Mooney, Nelson's defense attorney at the time of the trial, said abuse from several men, including her husband, triggered the psychotic event. He says she's been in custody for 20 years, and perhaps she should be granted parole because at that time, Um, She said she was being raped by the deceased and acted in self-defense, which would reduce the case to manslaughter. Um, I don't know, like, I get where he's coming from, but it, like we said, it just kind of crosses a line after the point of what she did afterwards. Yeah, I think the the killing of her, still terrible, but I could see the self-defense part, Mm -hmm. especially if she's being strangled at the time. Yeah. But the cutting them up, the putting the lipstick on, the putting the apron on, the making herself all glamorous while she does it. Like, you know, there's going to be a, like a Vogue magazine. I don't know. I was trying to think of one of those kitchen cooking magazines, mm-hmm. like, you know, yeah. gluten, like, whatever. But that's where it makes it more social, like more crazy. Like, right. Like, out of her mind and then to yeah eat his body put it with turkey eat his ribs with barbecue sauce and say it's so sweet and like his daughter said they couldn't even bury him they have nowhere to go to visit him and talk to him and right you know they have no ashes they have no grave they have nothing it's just he's just gone like yeah yeah that's horrible um so Now, she won't be able to seek parole again until 2026. I doubt she'll get out. Um, I I really don't think that she will. Uh, But she's now 53 years old, and she um, is serving out her life sentence at the Central California Women's Facility in Chichilla, California. Um, And yeah, I don't know. This story was just crazy. We were talking about... um, you know, oh, let's do a Thanksgiving episode. And so I kind of typed into Google, you know, things, whatever, Thanksgiving crime stories. And they had like a list and I, I saw hers and I was like, oh, I was like, oh my God, she ate him with her Thanksgiving (laughs) dinner? I'm like, that's crazy. And that's funny because I almost did it too. And then I found the one that I did and I'm like, all right, I want to do this one. It's yeah. dark. It's, uh, yeah, it's yours dark, Yours was definitely... Yours was definitely more dark and more, like, heart-wrenching. And mine's just fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> They're both fucked up, but in different ways. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, but ding, 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 because before this we did a Science of the Lambs episode, so yours kind of stayed with the yeah. momentum of cannibalism. Yeah, we're kind of, we're, we're getting a lot of cannibalist uh, <laughs> stories out lately. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, sorry if, uh, don't listen to this while you're eating your Thanksgiving leftovers, <laughs> because it might uh, deter you from wanting to finish them. <laughs> yes, we have not had our Thanksgiving here yet, but the time you hear this, we will, so. Yeah. Hopefully, again, you guys had a good, safe holiday. Now it's time to put up the Christmas trees and the lights and all the fun stuff. My daughter's been trying to put the tree up. I'm like, 
weekend after Thanksgiving, just give me the week. I like to have the little bit of fall stuff on. Yeah. Just for a little bit, you mm-hmm. know. I'm the same way. Some people like it. November 1st, they're like, let's go. Like, Christmas stuff everywhere. But I like, I like, I'm like you. I like to wait until, like, at least right after Thanksgiving. I went to Lowe's for something, and they had half Christmas, half Halloween. I'm like, no. Whoa. No, no, no. Halloween, she gets her own yeah. stuff. And then Christmas, it just kind of takes it away a little bit. I know, I know. Christmas, I feel like for sure, is majority of people's favorites. But I love Halloween, and it needs its time, you know? Exactly. It needs its time to shine. I know. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to my brother's. Um, they're actually hosting, um, I think they're making a duck. Ooh. My mom's making Switch a turkey. My mom's making a turkey still. Okay. So we'll have turkey and duck. I've never tried duck, so I'm going to possibly try some. Ooh. And then my sister-in-law, she's very big into keto, so she makes this uh, cauliflower mac and cheese. It's pretty good. Okay. Um, I've had asked her to make it before for something that I had here, and she brought it. So we, and then I'm making the green bean casserole, and of course we'll have the pumpkin pies and. So a little traditional, a little bit of extra not traditional stuff. So I feel like there's going to be a lot of food and it's exciting. And I got four days off and help. And yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, the best is you got to wear stretchy pants, though. Like at least some form of stretchy pants to Thanksgiving. You know? I want to, but I bought. Oh, my God. I showed them to you last week, but I bought. I bought a pair of bell bottoms or back. Oh, you're gonna wear those? I those think are so. amazing. They're so cute, and I'm thinking maybe I wear some bell bottoms. Yes. Okay, do it. I changed my mind. Don't wear stretchy <laughs> pants. Wear the bell bottoms and take pictures so I can see. <laughs> maybe I'll bring sweatpants awesome. just for dinner. Yeah, you can change whenever you get uncomfortable after dinner. Just change into the sweatpants. It's like Joey and friends put the maternity pants yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there you go. Even better. <laughs> We actually got, um, my mom's having Thanksgiving, and I was shopping with her, like, last week or something. We went to Gordon's, and we saw a butter-shaped, it's a turkey-shaped butter. <gasps> did you guys buy it? How many you bought it? We did, so we're going to put it out at yes. Thanksgiving, like, with the rolls and everything. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm is... so excited because it's so cute. Uh, how big is it? Um... Okay, sorry, people, you can't see, but it's probably, like, that big, oh. De- decent-ish size. It's not huge You should all. go get one of the, like, the Red Solo cup, shot glass cups, like, yeah. the plastic ones, and put it on its head, like, the, the turkey head from Friends. Oh, my god! The cup that Monica, she put the glass yes. on it, you should decorate it to look like the turkey. <laughs> oh, my God. Because the regular size cup would probably be too big. Yeah, so it would get, totally like, one of those. It. They got them in shot yeah, cup size. Yeah, the shot one. Oh, my God. I feel like nobody in my family watches Friends, so I don't think anybody would get that. You could even go to the Barbie aisle and get some sunglasses. Yes. Oh, my gosh. We actually probably some, have some in our basement, not even going to lie. That's that's hilarious. Did you still play Barbies? <laughs> yeah, I just, every weekend I like to go play, play with my Polly Pockets. <laughs> no. Did you listen to me like your Hannah Montana? Oh, my gosh. Classic. <laughs> uh, good times. Well... Thank you guys for sticking around again for another episode. And if you haven't yet, please go to iTunes and just like and maybe leave a little comment. You know, tell us you hate us. Tell us you love us. Tell us you want more. Tell us what you want. Just 
tell us. Just tell us something. Something. Just go to iTunes, click five stars, and a little comment. It's all. Yes. Just a little, a little Thanksgiving boost for us. Yes. It'll make our entire month if you do that. <laughs> and we will forever appreciate you. Unless you're, like, really mean, then maybe not. <laughs> so all I have left to say is, well, again, you guys have already ate, but we will gobble till we wobble. Oh, I love it. Yes. And, yes, we uh, will. We will be back, and then we'll start planning our Christmas massacres. Yes. Get to ready talk about, for that. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Clarification. Just to talk about other people's. <laughs> well, on that note. Stay creepy. Bye. Bye.